When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Dale Lally, and uh, we're going to talk some Steeler football today. We'll start off talking a little bit about, well, a subject that is certainly uh, big on the minds of Steeler fans, and that is uh, linebacker Devin Bush. Uh, Bush spoke to the media here at St. Vincent College uh, earlier today, and uh, what was the first time he's spoken in this training camp? And I can tell you that much like Lawrence Timmons before him, and, and he's, he's not the only players that, that struggle in these kind of moments, but some, you know, some players just don't like to talk to the media. They certainly don't like to talk to a group of media uh, all at one time. And, you know, they just have some, some issues with that kind of thing. And so they don't maybe always come across uh, maybe the way they would have liked. So I think when people are reading, you know, Devin Bush's, quotes uh, or hearing them or whatever, however you're, you're digesting what Devin Bush had to say on uh, on Tuesday, keep in mind that he is, he struggles in those kind of situations. Um, you know, so I know people are going to grasp onto, um, you know, him saying it's a business. I'm still going to be in the NFL. So we'll see. Here's the thing. He's probably right about that. He is going to be in the NFL somewhere. He's going to get another chance somewhere, even if things don't work out in Pittsburgh this season. He was the 10th overall pick in the draft. And that's exactly where he was supposed to go. Now, I know people are also looking at some of the, the videos and things of that nature of, of what happened in the, in the game Saturday. And, and, and uh, said, well, Devin Bush was awful, and he didn't have any tackles. And all this stuff. I, I went over that in an earlier show. Uh, that, you know, I, I, I don't know that he was as bad as everybody seems to think. Um, I will say this. He wasn't great. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But I, I did focus on Devin Bush throughout practice today. And I'll say this. He wasn't <clears throat> rotating today with Robert Spillane. Robert Spillane, to me, has shown time and time again, he can't play in the NFL. Can't cover anybody. That's a problem. No, he's an, he's an excellent special teams player. He's an NFL player. There's no doubt about that. So is Bush. The people say, oh, you need to cut this guy or cut that guy and just get rid of him and all that stuff. Just tap the brakes on that stuff a little bit. Because I, I watched Devin Bush 
closely in Tuesday's practice. And I saw a player who I think is going to be okay. He's never going to live up to being the 10th overall pick in the draft. That's just not going to happen. There aren't many players taken, you know, when you trade up that many draft picks and give up what the Steelers did to go get Devin Bush, he has to become a star. And that doesn't look like it's going to happen, at least not here. Um, but that doesn't mean he can't be a solid NFL player. And that's going to happen. I know that everybody saw the video of him getting, well, he didn't, he didn't see that cutback lane against the, uh, against Seattle. That's largely because the linebacker was getting in front of him, who was supposed to have the outside leverage on that play, got completely washed out and screened him off on the play. So don't, I mean, try to look at it through at least semi-objective lenses when you're, when you're watching these things. Again, he's not been great. He's not even, you know, he's not been, he wasn't good in Saturday's game, but he's not the worst player. I've seen people trying to compare him to Jarvis Jones. Come on, come on. Let's not go there. He's not that. He's already made more plays in his career to this point than Jarvis Jones made in his career. It's not Huey Richardson. Teams make mistakes with guys. doesn't mean, you know, uh, so I, I'm, I'm willing to, to let this thing play out. I'm not going to make a, a rash decision about Devin Bush based off of one preseason game or how things looked last year. I want to see what it looks like this year. And I've watched him in practice. And I've seen a player who's much more engaged and much it seems to have a much better idea of things. Let's see what it looks like on Saturday, this Saturday, when they had the starting defensive line out there. Let's see if Devin Bush makes some plays in that game. That's what I want to see from him. young linebackers are going to make mistakes and make no mistake about it. He is still a young linebacker. That is a position where, you know, guys take time. They just do. You'd like to see him make some splash plays along the way as he makes time, as he, as he makes his way and becomes you know, a better player. We haven't seen that. And that, that's the thing that's been missing are the splash plays that he was making early in his career. So we'll see. I'm, I'm going to hold out judgment on this right now, but I know, I know that Robert Spillane isn't that guy. So if it's not Devin Bush and it's not Robert Spillane, then the Steelers have a problem. Then they got to find another inside linebacker but they're going to exhaust all options here trying to get to see if it's Devin Bush. But I know, as I said, Robert Splane is not that guy. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to the Dale Lally show here on the DK Pittsburgh sports podcast network. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So earlier today, uh, we got a chance to finally talk to Andy Weidel. He's the Steelers' new assistant uh, general manager. And, you know, I, I thought he came off pretty well in talking about, uh, you know, his background and, and what he's bringing to the table here. And he did talk about his longstanding relationship with Omar Khan. They worked together with the Saints back in 2000. And so those two got to, got to be friends um, at that time, as I reported you know, a while back when he was first hired that, uh, you know, they have a, a pretty good working relationship with each other uh, that goes back, you know, 20 plus years to when they were both young guys working with the Saints. If you look at Weidel's background, it is pretty interesting in that he worked for the Steelers, where he, as, men- as he mentioned uh, today, got to work a couple of years with, with Bill Nunn, Tom Donahoe, T- Tom Modrak. Those guys were all around with the Steelers back at that time. Then he goes to the Saints where he works with Mickey Loomis, who's a well-respected uh, football mind and has done a really good job. And they've been a very aggressive team, um, you know, with a lot of the stuff, the moves that they've made. Then he goes and he works for the Ravens and got to see how Ozzie Newsome did things. And, you know, the, the, the Ravens have been a team over the years, especially in recent years, that have really done well playing the comp game and, you know, using those – compensatory picks to load up with, with draft choices in those mid rounds. And then he goes, uh, you know, the last few seasons with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, where, you know, he got to work with the team that's very analytics driven. And, you know, I asked him about, you know, how much he relies on the analytics stuff. You know, is it, is it, is it to be on the, you know, how, what to, how does he view things with analytics? And uh, here's what he had to say to that. I think if it's applied, and you can find a usefulness, it's a, it's a tool. You know, it, it's not the end-all, be-all, but there are things you can find in it that'll be helpful. Um, you know, just little things here and there. So I think the key is to find applied. There's so much data, there's so many stats right now, you can get inundated with it, and I think the key is to find the important things. You know, to find the important data and how you can apply it to what your program is and to what's important to your, your team and your program. So I thought that was interesting, that, you know, that answer that, you know, hey, Analytics means something in football, but it can't mean everything. You still have to trust your eyes. There's still a place there for scouting. It can't just be, well, this guy runs a 4-2 uh, so he can play football. Because we know that's not the case. We know that's not true. If that were the, you know, if that was the case, you know, the NFL teams would just be going out and, and scouting the, uh, or just signing guys off the USA uh, track and field team. And you go get the biggest, strongest guys, and they would they would play. Uh, they would be your offensive lineman. There's still skill involved here. There's still things of that nature that that make this an interesting meshing uh, of analytics and scouting. So, 
you know, I think that that was interesting to me today uh, because he comes, you know, both the, the, the Ravens and the Eagles are heavy in the, into the analytics stuff, probably more so than the Steelers have been. Now, how, how much more, you know, that that's all up for discussion. Um, you know, the analytics stuff was all the, the craze a couple of years ago. And of course, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we see teams like the Chargers. Well, the, the analytics say we need to go for it on every fourth down. And, you know, they're losing football games, important football games, because they're going for it on fourth and three from their own 25 in the third quarter of a game that they have to win to get into the playoffs. Just because the analytics say, you know, you have a better chance on that particular play doesn't mean that you do it every single time. You have to play your gut, too. You have to, you know, understand what's going on on that football field on that day. Because no two football games are exactly the same, just like no two baseball games are the same or basketball. But in those sports, I know if a guy can hit left-handed pitching, he's probably going to continue that. If he hits left-handers at a 340 with a 340 batting average against left-handers, he's probably going to keep that up or whatever the OPS is. But in football, it's just so different because there's 11 guys involved. But I do think it has a place in the scouting part of, of the whole thing. You know, you want your guys to, to be the certain size and have certain speed and, and, and have certain things. But then you have guys like Aaron Donald who blow that up because he's not the ideal height. He's not the ideal weight. He's just a football player. So that's the thing that you have to balance with football, uh, you know, and the analytics part of it. So I thought that was interesting for Andy Weidel. Uh, he's going to bring some of that aspect to the Steelers but they're never going to be a team that just relies strictly on analytics and nor should they be. It has a place, but it can't be the be all end all in football. That's going to do it for today's Dale Lally show here on the DK Pittsburgh sports podcast network. Uh, You can listen to all of our shows here on the network and talking pirates, Steelers, penguins, um, lots of Pitt, Penn state, all kinds of good stuff on here. Uh, The look back by, you know, those are always good as well. Uh, Give us a like, share it go ahead we we like that as well the more people who listen the better um and i hope you enjoyed this edition i'm uh, dale lolly i'll talk to you again tomorrow